Welcome to the On-Premise IT Roundtable Podcast, the only show that dares to be both on-topic, or on-premise, and on-location, on-premises. Each time we meet, we bring together IT luminaries to discuss a single concept, or topic, or premise. In this episode, we're taking a look at words. You know, some, te- some people think that uh, words should be used uh, very strictly and very specifically, and marketing has a tendency to use words wrong. And those people feel that, uh, as uh, our good friend Justin Warren once famously shouted in a presentation, words mean things. But you know what? He's wrong. Words don't mean things. Words mean whatever we want them to mean, and it's perfectly fine to use them for whatever you want. So joining me on this discussion of words, uh, we have some great folks here in Austin, Texas. We're actually at Tech Field Day right now. Introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Adam Carter. Uh, my Twitter handle is Yo Adam, and uh, I'm just going to fit in because we're talking about words meaning things. Virtualized cloud software defined. Hi, I'm Andy Banta. My Twitter handle is amazingly enough at Andy Banta, and I'm moderately interesting. <laughs> I'm James Green. Uh, my Twitter handle is at JD Green, and I'm Alistair Cook. My Twitter handle is. At Demitas NZ. Uh, I have to make that an NZ here because where I come from in New Zealand, that's an NZ. But it doesn't really matter, does it? Because it can mean whatever you want it to mean. Because words just don't mean things. James, am I right? Sort of. Uh, I guess my premise... <laughs> that wasn't intentional. Um, so I, I, I think that... Uh, Is that the right word, though? Y- <laughs> I think that I think... Uh, in, in a strict sense, yes, in language, a word means one specific thing. But when it comes to discussing technology, and especially in a marketing context, I think that a word is a shortcut. It's a, a quick way for you to say a particular word, and I have a pretty good idea of what you mean. Um, but I think if I'm, if I'm qualified to ask the questions, I can then ask some follow-on questions from there to get all the way to 100% understanding. So it, it can mean broader than one very, very specific thing. I think you're beating around the bush. Adam, is he beating around the bush? It, no, actually, I think I agree with that to a large part that to, to the sense that you should be able to say a word and at least be on enough of the same subjects you can ask questions and you're not in two different ballparks of a subject. But I think words certainly morph their meaning over time as people use them for different purposes or label things differently or extend a label. And and there's this annoying spectrum, though, where you can take a word too far to the point that it doesn't mean anything anymore. And then, then yes, you you can eventually ruin it, and it really doesn't mean anything anymore. A good example, I would say, is... um, for a while there, I swear everyone labeled everything as virtualized, whether it had anything to do with like hypervisors and virtualization or not. Every storage was virtualized, no matter how much it wasn't. Every, everybody, and for a while, that, that tag meant more, and it was a reasonable to apply it. Eventually, people apply it so broadly that you start to wonder, okay, I don't even get what you're talking about now. Can you explain the whole thing all over again? Because the word virtualized just lost its meaning, you took it too far. Well, virtualized um, just I, means not real, so we're good. Yeah, we're it good. It can mean virtually anything. Yeah, so it yeah. can mean whatever you want it to I, mean. I think it's actually been reined in. I mean, it feels like that, that word isn't quite so ruined as it used to be, but there's certainly other words in Cloud. the industry 
Well, yes. cloud, cloud certainly means nothing. My favorite <laughs> is uh, software defined. So yep. software defined had a very specific and strict meaning in uh, networking concepts uh, or contexts. And then it became sort of uh, nothing. Uh, it meant mm -hmm. basically software. Um, so why are we putting two words on this? Who knows? No, I, th I think the thing is you're all describing the problem. The problem is that words do mean something and that a lot of people try and use whatever the fashionable word is, try and apply it. So software defined is fashionable, so everything is software defined even if it isn't. That's the problem. The, the words software defined in a particular context have a particular meaning. And, and context is really important to this. We had a discussion earlier today about hardened. In a security context, it has a specific meaning. In metallurgy, it has a particular meaning. Um, the two don't have to match. So context is important, but within a particular context, words must have meaning because we use them for communication. Um, if I say that an elephant is about to walk into the room, it means a very different thing to a, a cat about to walk into the room. It absolutely is important that these meanings are respected. They often aren't respected. Well, so there's an elephant in the room here. Um, uh, actually, there's not. I just had to jump in there because, of course, that can mean other things too, right? There, there is some, some idiom to it as well as, as context. But uh, I think the, the ability to overload words allows you to use those words to draw analogies between two different things that aren't necessarily identical, but you want to show the similarities between them. So, uh, you know, ad adding an overload to a word doesn't diminish the meaning of the word. It's simply using that, the meaning of that word to apply to an entirely different subject. Um, at the same time, in, especially in technology, certain words do mean very specific things. Where if I'm talking to somebody about iSCSI and they can't get the set, can't get the distinction between a connection and a session, then they, you know, they're 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 two entirely different things. But if you really don't understand what you're talking about, you can attempt to use them interchangeably and be very wrong. Well, in technology, words do tend to mean things, right? I mean, if you're t you've got a target uh, or initiator. You know, I thought you brought us here because we're distinguished technologists, Stephen. Well, we are distinguished technologists, but frankly, what we're really talking about is marketing. And I think that that's the real issue here, is that it's not that words don't mean things. It's just that in a marketing context. If it's context, marketing, I'm sorry. It's all out the room. <laughs> you know, but, but here's, here's the, the thing. Sorry. I was going to say that, um, especially when you're talking about like a, a protocol, it, or something like that. There, there are words, and they have to be super strict. They have to be super strict in their meaning. But there are words that what we're talking about when we say that word absolutely can morph over time. Um, I, I think I wanted my head to explode that I, I heard, frankly, it was a rumor that the, the definition of literally in some dictionaries has actually come to mean figuratively also. And, and that's absolutely a word being bent by the way people use it, but in a way people seem to understand, or the way people are misusing it, but they do it so much that it's it's understood anyway, and so it still works. And so let me give you an example from well, the technology. Awesome. It, yeah, I mean, that I, means I, good. I, I say it yeah. way too much. Or, I mean, or how about when I yeah. uh, store some data on my SAN? People know what you mean. You might be mm -hmm. wrong saying it that way, but people know what you mean because we've abused yeah. the word yes. to the point where it makes sense. Yes, you can store data on networks now. Right. It's <laughs> yeah, we store data on networks. Yeah. I heard somebody say one uh, this morning that, that uh, clue, uh, showed me a good example. Somebody was talking about the uh, phone home capabilities of their system. And I was like, wait a minute. We haven't used 
phone home on a system in, in I don't know, over a de decade. Yet we're all using those words to describe something that has nothing to do with phoning home at this point. They're all, what, internet-based telemetry systems or something That's like true. that. That's true. I mean, but, we, but those words still work perfectly, and everybody in the room knew exactly what we, he was saying. We used a said. similar analogy a while ago. Uh, and, and, you know, you can also just throw in, in shit at the end of whatever, and people will, make, will understand whatever it means at, you know, when you say it. So there's an acronyms, right? Like the floppy disk icon that means save, even mm -hmm. though no one's ever seen a floppy disk. There's, um, you know, technical terms that have to mean things, but that sometimes escape into the broader consciousness and then mean something that they don't mean. And then there's marketing. And that's really what I want to get to here. <laughs> and that is the question that why do we name things? Okay, let's, I mean, let's, let's get uh, philosophical here. Why do things have names? Things have names so that people can understand what they are. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if I, if I call, uh, you know, an elephant a horse, that doesn't make it a horse. But perhaps that could help contextualize it with people. You know, perhaps if I said like a big gray horse with a long nose, yes, I'm using that word incorrectly, but it's actually helpful to do that. And that's sort of the essence of marketing, isn't it? To figure out how to describe things that are hard to understand in a way that consumers can understand, that's the positive side, or how to fool people into buying something they don't need, which is maybe the negative side. So from a marketing context, and especially a tech marketing context, um, words can be very helpful, right? I mean, and, uh, and they can be a little bit fluid if it leads to the right outcome. So this is where the, the challenge is that Marketing will catch on to whatever the popular word is and apply it everywhere, as it did with virtualization. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean the thing that virtualization is being applied to isn't a good thing and an important and a useful thing, but it's still a misuse of the word. So while I agree that, yeah, there's, there's some value in, in having these, I mean, language changes, words change meaning absolutely over time, uh, but I think there is a, a tendency to corrupt the use of words that is just trying to shortcut things. That correctly describing the value of the thing that has had the wrong word applied to it would be better for us. It would more clearly describe the value of the thing. If I'm saying that I'm, I'm software-defined storage because I'm actually just software that runs on top of commodity servers, and I might not actually be software-defined. I may also say that I'm software-defined storage because I have an, an API that you can connect to me and configure me through but I might be running on a dedicated piece of bespoke hardware. Two different definitions of, of software defined that have very different impl implications. So a, a more thorough description is more useful than misusing a common term. Yeah, and it's when people started using the term software defined storage, I believe I actually tweeted out that I've been software defining storage for 25 years now. As has most of the industry, if, <laughs> exactly. that's what, right. if it means software. Right. You know, yes. but if it means something more, and, and it was frustrating to me to see that, uh, that people were using this term in a way that was clearly missing the point. But eventually, I suppose, even I have to throw in the towel. Well, we're, so I think the hard, one hard part about this is there's this subjective line. I don't know that I could come up with a concrete way to define it. Um, I think I know it when I see it, but what I would define crossing the line or not might be different than the next person. But whether we agree on where the line is, I think there's, there's efforts where people use a term because they are trying to communicate 
to the people interested in that solution type that this is a solution you should look at. And, and so it actually does apply. It's, it's maybe different. It's maybe stressing the term a little, but, but it's, it's, uh, it's being used because that's what solution the customers are looking for. And then there's, I'm going to tag this name on it because it's got massive search results. Every VC loves this name, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And the, it's really hard to define the difference between the two. I certainly see both going on. A software defined was probably one of the worst I ever I remember. It, it was absolutely atrocious how many things, even things that weren't software defined storage, people just started putting it at the front of almost anything you could think of that had nothing to do with it. It got really ridiculous. But, but somewhere in there, there probably were some solutions that frankly were actually good software defined solutions. Yeah. And they didn't call themselves that because they didn't come up with the term and they should start calling themselves that so customers realize, oh, that's an interesting solution I should look at. It's such a subjective line between did you do it in a useful way or did you do it, abuse it to get on a bandwagon? Yeah, and I guess that's the real problem here is if if marketers are using things in a malicious way Mm -hmm. uh, to confuse the customer or just to rebrand what they have as the cool new thing, then certainly... um, well, that's that's evil. But if they're using it in a positive way and challenging, you know, maybe challenging customers to take a look at it, maybe that's not so evil. But still evil because, of course, marketing. Yeah, so I, I think the, the, what I, I consider to be a, a fairly lazy answer to it is that I can convey a lot of information about a particular product by using an adjacent term to it, so something that's close to it. It may well be that I... The particular um, use cases, as we talked this morning about a monolithic storage array that was described as scale out because you could add additional <laughs> processor nodes inside mm-hmm. and therefore it would scale out, but I'd never thought of it as scale out. You can call it scale out and it describes some of its behavior, but it, it doesn't fit with what most of us think of as a scale out storage system, which is the loosely coupled add whole nodes with more storage. It, I, I find that kind of difficult. Um, that there is a deeper understanding that's required that the cliche that conveys the meaning to an idiot isn't sufficient because we're talking about fairly complex things. Well, let's take that one. That's actually a good example because, um, so if you've built something that achieves the same result from a customer's perspective, perhaps you have uh, actually delivered what the customer needs in a different way. So let's say that you had a monolithic system that you could buy small and then add to dramatically, you know, 4x, 8x the size of what you bought. Um, Is it so wrong, especially if it includes some of the elements of scale out, like, you know, having, you know, extra ports on the front end and having extra IO in the middle and having, you know, uh, the ability to add in small increments and so on. I mean, is, is that really so wrong? Yes. Well, <laughs> yes, yes, it is. I, I think that once again, if you blur the marketing and the technical meaning of the words, that you can you can use those terms mar- for the marketing aspect of it and still be technically wrong. But you're also selling on a buzzword rather than selling on a functionality. True. And and well, this this happens all over the place. Marketers but aren't salespeople. Their job is. Well, they're not technical people. The salespeople care even less. Their job is to get someone's attention for long enough to have a discussion. So to Adam's point, if you're pushing the boundaries of the word, 
all, all the marketer who's hijacking a word needs is to get somebody's attention long enough that then they can have the conversations about, okay, what does it actually do? Yeah. Okay. But, and that's really the thing. That, that's the thing for me, is, is, is what are you really getting at here? You know, are you trying to obfuscate what it really is, or are you trying to start a conversation? And similarly, um, is the definition really that valid? So I want to bring you, I want to give you guys an example that I like to use. Um, so you guys, uh, you remember the, when the, the Jeep Cherokee and Ford Explorer came out, you know, they invented the, the SUV, right? Um, and they took over the entire universe. Now everyone has an SUV and not a station wagon. And for a long time, uh, you know, I'm a big car fan, for a long time there was a big controversy over whether a vehicle that didn't have a rear-wheel drive truck chassis with a body on frame, if that could be an SUV, or if that was just a big fat wagon, right? Is, that, it's just a big, is it just a car, right? And this, I think, was exemplified um, as well on the pickup truck side. Honda came out with their Ridgeline, which was a front-wheel drive Honda Accord-based pickup truck. That's insane. That's not a pickup truck, but clearly it is. Clearly, those words didn't mean what people thought. People thought an SUV and a pickup truck, they thought that meant truck, that meant body on frame and rear-wheel drive and all this kind of stuff, but no. What it meant to consumers was a big thing that I can put my whole family in and all my luggage in and go for a drive off-road or that I can put gravel in the back. So the, the, what I'm trying to get at is if the word is tied to the implementation, perhaps the word should instead be tied to the reception, to the market, so, not so the to the technology underneath. Yeah. And I was simply going to point out that Volkswagen, Volkswagen had their front-wheel drive rapid Absolutely. pickup well before that. Hey, don't forget the Dodge Raider. There's the Dodge Raider. And the other thing is I, I entirely like car and driver's approach to this entire problem, which is they refer, refer to all of these vehicles as five-door hatchbacks. <laughs> um, but they still treat them differently. Isn't it interesting that car and driver still has uh, the 10 best cars and in the next month, they have an episode or an issue about the ten best trucks. Yes. Well, this is this is some of the rub. What's uh, the point? I think bringing up car and driver is actually a great example because here's some of the rub. What you were saying about should it should the definition have anything to do with the uh, technical implementation yeah, the that technical the engineers know? Or should it be about what the customer sees as the values of that product, no matter how they achieved them? I, I prefer defining stuff by the, how the customer value goes. But there's also these needs where somebody's trying to do some sort of analysis and keep it as even as possible, somebody like car and driver, and they're going to get into this messy argument about, okay, which one of these do we call trucks, and which ones of these do we call sedans, and which ones... So they, so they write a definition that's really concrete because they have to. It, it, not because it's actually that... It's useful only to consumers to the point that they can help describe these systems to consumers and help them make choices. But, but they still are almost arm-twisted. You know, car and driver has to have some categories, or else they just lump everything into one big category and be like, these are yeah. things that move. Called vehicle and driver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the thing in this to me is, do we need to have the same word that describes the, the value delivered, the function delivered, and the architecture? And I don't think we should. We should be using different words for those things. And using a, a word that's, that describes an architecture and conflating it with the value it delivers is a mistake. But what happens? But you can deliver that value with a different architecture. But what happens if the architecture word becomes the value yeah. word in the minds of the consumers? 
That happens all the time. And it does. Oh, I know. Consumers yeah. are lazy on this, and they want the, the simplest and, and preferably catchiest words yeah. to describe the, the value. But and I, I also think the term sports utility vehicle was a stupid way to actually attempt to put the word sports. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, what a horrible name. Sports <laughs> right. into a station wagon. Yeah. And, and the other comment from Car and Driver along the same lines was that uh, anything taller than a Subaru Forester was an SUV, and anything shorter than a Subaru Forester was a station wagon. So what's a Subaru Forester? Crossover. <laughs> Crossover. Crossover. Got it. Thanks. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and, and, and it's funny. So, like, I drive, we've, we've got a Ford Flex, which is supposedly a car, but it's literally the same vehicle as the Ford Explorer, which is definitely not a car. So what? is that and both of them are the same as the ford taurus it's a ford steve yes it's a ford i know i'm sorry it's i apologize a, it's a vehicle yes but is it really a ford does that mean anything either anyway so we'll on that note uh <laughs> so what have we decided do words mean things yes no maybe yes but people change that meaning all the time you guys are leaving me in the lurch i have no idea i'm gonna stick i'm gonna get back to it i'm gonna say that words don't mean things necessarily. Words don't have some intrinsic law about them. And since I'm the host, I get to have the final word. There are no word police. Words can mean what we need them to mean. Hopefully people don't wrap them around uh, marketing messages too horribly that, we, that it makes us crazy. Uh, but it's, it's really a gray area. It's not on or off. It's not black or white. And frankly, there are no, you know, cars or trucks or SUVs except those that we make it so, right? I mean, we are the ones who decide whether this is a car or a truck, and that's how it's going to be. So thanks for listening to the On-Premise IT Roundtable podcast. If you enjoyed the discussion, remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes, since that really helps our visibility. Share the show with your friends, please, and tell them that words don't mean things. This podcast was brought to you by GestaltIT.com, your home for IT coverage from across the enterprise. For show notes and more, go to GestaltIT.com slash podcast. Where's my elephant? Ah. Yeah.